Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee and Cookies, where we talk about life, leadership, positivity, laughter, tangents, sometimes, a few times. Um, and we are so excited that you're joining us this morning. Today's show is sponsored by Rookie.io, reputation management, lead generation, funnels, everything that you need, including automation, to get your time back with Rookie.io. Learn more at www.ruci.io. You're getting good at this. Thank you so You're much. Good morning, Nick. Good How morning. Good morning. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> welcome to Coffee and Cookies. Glad you guys could join us today. We have some guests in the house today. Yes, and if we you do. are local to Collin County, you're going to want to stay tuned into this one because, because this is going to be educational. It's going to be purposeful. And there's things that you just don't know. So, parents, sit down, grab your cup of coffee, get ready. Here we go. Lindsay. We are so excited to introduce Dan Powers and Lynn McLean from the Child's Advo Children's, so sorry, Child's Children's, it's multiple, Children's <laughs> Advocacy Center of Collin County. Thank you guys so much for being on the show with us today. Good morning. Thank you so much for having us. All right. So, so you guys are local. Didn't yes. take you very yes. long to get here. Yes. That's so exciting. Did y'all meet at the office and then come over together? Or did you guys meet here? We I didn't even know. Right here. I didn't yeah. even ask yeah. that question. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. So so to, to get this started. Yes. Lynn, Lynn, you function your entire day on one cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I do. That... <laughs> one cup of coffee in the morning. I guess I'm I'm an alien. And I don't that... know how to say it. <laughs> She, she does supplement with Dr. Peppers. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's Lindsay's. Yes, that's Lindsay's thing. I do like a good Dr. Pepper. Yeah, yeah. Do you have you tried the cream soda version? I have not. Oh my gosh, that's my new. That's my new go-to. That's my favorite. Have <laughs> to put that on my list. So I told my sister-in-law one time, I'm like, oh, just get me some Dr. Pepper cream soda. So she bought me a bottle of Dr. Pepper and a bottle of cream soda. <laughs> she did and not. I was like, that is not no. the same. But that thank you for same. trying. Right. <laughs> well, you want to know what? It's 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 all a matter. It's it's a matter of what. Yeah, she she did. She, she actually tried. did exactly I what know. you told her to do. Oh. Because Dr. Pepper, yeah. Dr. Pepper cream soda is not everywhere. Oh, she was she was here in Texas, so she oh, was, she, oh okay. She had I tried. <laughs> hey, I tried. I tried. I tried. So 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 you you you'd run your entire day. So okay. So then, since you only get one cup of coffee, what is your go-to coffee? My go-to coffee is community coffee. Community coffee, and and, and what roast is it? It's breakfast blend. Ooh, that's a good one. That's yeah, a good one. That's, that's the about one I like. That's about a mid-range on the caffeine level. Mm -hmm. Just so you know, it's about mid-range. It's a good start. A good start. Now, I, if y'all know me, I don't do that. I don't. I'm, I'm, a, I'm like a double shot of espresso three times a day. Yeah. Let's let's roll with that. <laughs> to keep that energy going. <laughs> Someone yeah. has to. Goodness gracious. <laughs> what about you? What, 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 what's your coffee? Well, I go for a uh, it, definitely some espresso. Go for a latte in the morning. So Ooh, gets, latte gets in the morning. Okay. Going, so. All right. And you? I I flip back and forth. I like yes, some cold you brew. Do. And I like cold brew because it's nice and smooth. There's no bitterness in it. And I, I add a splash or 15 splashes of cream in it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it literally tastes like ice cream. Yeah. It tastes like ice cream <laughs> in the morning. You know, and then I, I also enjoy chai lattes. Which is what she's been doing lately, and I'm, I'm like, please get back on the coffee. <gasps> wow. I feel like I've been really good. Man. She's 
like, it has the same amount. It has caffeine in it. I didn't say it. that it has the same It does not have the same amount. It has some caffeine you know, in it. I was you know. just trying to cut back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why would you put your body through that? So, so you guys came to this show to talk about what you guys do, what your organization does, not to talk about coffee, but this is coffee and cookies. So we had to open up. Okay. So here we go. Ready? One more question before we go down, before we go down the the world. What Mm -hmm. is your favorite cookie? What is your go-to cookie? We didn't prep y'all for this. No. no. My favorite is homemade chocolate chip. Actually, the ones that I make. (gasps) So you don't even like anybody else's chocolate chip. (laughs) (laughs) No. I make a really good chocolate chip cookie. She does. I'll, I'll vouch for that. <laughs> okay. Dan, what you got? I go for the oatmeal raisin um, mm. because it pretend I'm eating health food at the same time. <laughs> and cookie, so it's, it's kind of, you, justi- you, you can justify an extra one. Have you guys so. ever had oatmeal justify cookies? Justify an um, extra one. I no love bake, that. No bake cookies? No bake cookies? No. no. They're oatmeal with chocolate and peanut butter, right? So... Mm. And you don't bake them. They just, they harden. You freeze um, them. No, you don't freeze them. Oh, Nick freezes. I freeze them. Amber freezes them. You're just doing it wrong. You've never had Dustin's snowbake cookies. Rude. How long have we been friends? I know. (laughs) Man, vicious. Anyway, so funny story, real quick. Uh, I had, I was uh, at my mother-in-law's house one time and she just made, she likes to, to bake and so she baked all these treats because all the family was coming into town so i popped a cookie in my mouth one morning for breakfast and my husband walks in and i thought i had snuck it in before he saw it he's like what you eating oatmeal <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you do relationships lie to your husband i was Just not kidding. lying to my husband <laughs> there was some oatmeal in the cookie there was, right there was oatmeal and that's the main ingredient <laughs> Closely followed by peanut butter and chocolate <laughs> and sugar. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, that is greatness. Okay, so go ahead. Tell us what organization you guys are with. We're with the Children's Advocacy Center of Collin County. And what is the what is that? And here, here's why. Like I know because we've spoken, yes. but the audience doesn't know. Sure. So what is this? What what is this advocacy advocacy center? Yeah, so our mission is to provide safety, healing, and justice for children victimized by child abuse or neglect in Collin County. So all cases of child abuse that happen in Collin County started our center. Um, we accomplish our mission through a team approach, co-housing all the professionals who handle child abuse in one building. Okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on. So let's let's take that a step back. Okay. There, you're telling me that th- this is actually an issue in Collin County. This yeah. is this is the actually even even with the the income the income demographic that we live within the people that we do life with this is there there's a child abuse issue within Collin County. It's happen it happens everywhere. It child happens everywhere. Does not discriminate. Oh, okay. No, no, I don't know. I don't know yeah. because I'm not I'm not again this is something I'm not familiar with. And then and then your center specifically helps the kids mm-hmm. that have to go through this traumatic event. Yes, the children and the families, and we oh, and we do that through a team approach. So at our center, we have about 225 professionals housed there. So we house law enforcement, child protective services, um, and then we have 60 staff who work for the nonprofit that provide services that strengthen and support the services offered by the city, county, and state agencies. So we have social workers, therapists, interviewers who interview children, and we all work collaboratively to try to help children be safe and help them heal. 
I didn't even know this was a thing. Like, seriously. So just, just real quick, Lynn, how do we meet? I met you through your sister. Um, Correct. I had done a presentation at the Prosper Rotary about the Children's Advocacy Center and our plans for the future, and she suggested that you and I connect. And and we did, and we did. And when when she told me what what, what you guys do, I was like, we need to have you guys on the show because I didn't know that I didn't know this was mm-hmm. one an issue. I live in my own little bubble sure. at times, right? One, and then two, I didn't know that there was a center so close. So, so where do you fit in over here? Well, I'm the the chief operating officer at the center, and so I I oversee all of our programs that we offer to kids, and we call non-offending parents. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the bottom line, kind of, we're talking about it is is evil is out there. Evil doesn't uh, discriminate against any race, any any ethnicity, any uh, income. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's out there, unfortunately, and and so we're here to respond to that, and it does mm-hmm. exist in Collin County. I know that's a myth that kind of is out right. there sometimes that, oh, it's not there. We don't need this, but unfortunately, it does, um, and you know we have to do that, and we have to grow with the county as we're doing right now. Exactly. I mean, last year, we served almost 4,000 children and family members. Wow. Yeah. 4,000? Yes. Mm-hmm. So... You're saying as the community grows, elaborate more on that. Yeah. One of the things we've been most concerned about um, is the projected growth in Collin County. Mm -hmm. Exponential growth and prosper is certainly an example of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And how we could continue to offer services to 100% of children who need our help. Mm -hmm. Um, And so given that growth, we studied, we collected data. We determined we would max out capacity to serve children in our current center in Plano by 2023, which is now right around the corner. So we launched a capital campaign to build a second facility in McKinney mm-hmm. to meet the needs of northern Collin County for the next 15 years or so. Um, and so, and that center actually will be opening in August of 2022. So just nice. in a couple That's months. That's fantastic. That is great. That's, awesome. That's a great success story. That's awesome. Well done. Yeah. You know, the great, great part about that is the community has supported us Absolutely. all the way. And we're walking into it with no debt. That's right. Um, wow. Which is wow. fantastic. And, you know, the sad piece is that we need it. But That's the, right. other, the great piece of that is our community sees that need and understands and has supported us through the journey. And we're going to be able to walk in there and start serving kids in August. That's right. And what this center means, too, is that no matter how large Collin County grows, no child will ever be turned away. Exactly. And that's the goal. Good morning, Amber. Good morning, Noel. Thank you guys for joining us this morning. So, so let's let's go down this road real quick. That's great that you guys are growing. Okay, that's sad that we need. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we need a service like y'all. But thank you guys for stepping up and serving. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. From the bo- yeah. for, for, from a dad of three daughters, thank you very much for stepping mm-hmm. up and serving. Okay, from a gentleman. So I used to coach kids. I coached gymnastics for sixteen years. Thank you for stepping up and serving. These kids need leaders in their households. They need leaders in their families. They need leaders in their schools and churches. But sometimes that leadership is not there. And unfortunately, when leadership is not there, strong, positive leadership is not there. These kind of situations come out. Okay, so thank you guys for stepping up and filling that gap. I really do appreciate that. So let, let, let's go down this road real quick of how does someone enlist your services like does there have to be like a formal 911 complaint or can a family member call like how how does this how does this start you want to take it go ahead okay um all of our cases come either through law enforcement or through child protective services so if someone calls the 1-800 number makes a report of child being they're concerned that a child might be abused abused or neglected 
that case comes to Child Protective Services in our building, mm -hmm. and then the team goes into action. So it comes either through CPS or law enforcement. So, so everybody in the state of Texas is what we call the manda mandatory reporter. That's right. So every one of us is required, if we suspect child abuse, to call 1-800-252-5400. I got that one memorized, unfortunately. Right. Hold on, hold on. Uh, say, say, say it one more time. 1-800-252-5400. Okay. And that's the child abuse hotline, and that goes to Austin. And there's an intake worker that will talk to that person. And then that case will be transferred to the county of where that child lives. Mm -hmm. And then that allows that county, or, and if it's Collin County, be, it goes to us. And then the services can start or the investigation at that point starts. But, you know, it, you don't have to know what's happening. That's you don't right. have to witness it happening. If you suspect it is what the law says. Exactly. So you have a reason to believe and okay. you know, make that report and allow the professionals to investigate that. So, yes, I so I get it. It's needed. What happens if it's if someone calls and because, okay, because I'm a dad of three daughters, okay, I have a discipline structure, all right? I have a five-piece discipline structure, mm -hmm. and one of those structures is push-ups, okay? I, I give my girls time to understand things, and if they don't get it, one of the step three is push-ups, right? So let's say a parent decides that me having my daughter do 10 push-ups is considered very, very bad. I'm not going to use that word on here because we're live, but very, very bad. And they decide to call this number. What happens to me? And the reason why I'm using myself as an example is because I don't want to target anyone in the audience, but, but people need to know, yes, when someone calls, what is, what is it? Mm -hmm. If it's someone right. just re someone just so interprets it the wrong way. Well, the first step of that is they're going to talk to, to an intake professional, a okay. social worker type person who will kind of talk with them about what they've seen or what their concern is. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, if we're talking about push-ups, it'll be closed at that moment. It, won't, it go, okay. won't go beyond there. But if there's more concerns, um, it may be uh, sent to the county where that child lives, where there's yet another screening process to see whether that investigation needs to you know, keep going. And if it does, then it'll be assigned to a worker and mm -hmm. assigned a priority. Um, and then that worker will investigate, that Child Protective Service uh, worker will investigate. If they feel it, it leads to a criminal investigation, then a law enforcement uh, investigator also will join in that investigation. So there, there are safeguards to, 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 to help vet, not stop, well, but vet. vet. Yes. Of course. A screening process. And, and I'll Good. tell you, they have enough work. Um, and so, you so know, do not so, call just to call and complain. That's so right. there, there is a process. They make sure that what they're investigating um, are the ones that rise to the top and we're concerned about kids. Mm. And mm -hmm. so, you know, again, they have pl plenty, plenty of work to do. So those types of things are going to get screened out. There's going to be, you know, we're going to ask, you know, or the intake folks are going to ask for more information mm -hmm. to make sure that that child is safe. But, you know, we, we're talking about some some pretty terrible stuff that, that sure. gets investigated. And mm -hmm. you're, you're talking about, you know, if we talk about a continuum. Um, we deal with everything from, you know, concerns like you're talking about that mm -hmm. maybe, you know, closed it, what we call closed it intake to a, to a child dying because of abuse. And that, that's mm -hmm. a pretty big continuum. But that's, that's the reality of child abuse. Hmm. That's the range. That is mm -hmm. the range that, I mean, again, like I, I can only look at it and understand audience. I can only look at it through my lens, right? Sure. I can't look at it through your lens because I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. So, so the reason why I gave that example is, and the re I'm very glad with what you yeah. said. If you suspect it and you really feel that it, it, it warrants a phone call, make that phone call. I'm not saying don't, but don't just call to call. Okay. Don't the, 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 these people are working hard enough to make sure that we get the right services to the kids that really need it. 
Okay. So and there, there's going to be someone on that call to walk, walk you through that. There you go. So right. say, if there you, you do go. suspect, go ahead and make that call. Right. Okay. But you're okay. going to be talking to a human. Okay. Not, gonna, not a robot. Yeah, they're going right. to yeah. walk you through that process and let you know um, that, you know, what's going to happen next with that. So they'll okay. walk you through it and maybe explain to you what the law is or what the law isn't. Uh -huh. And, you know, and, and usually at that point, it, it will end that conversation if it doesn't need to go further. Right. So when it does need to move to, to the next step, right, at what point – you mentioned that you help kids and families. Yes. At what point does it transition from just helping the kid to helping the family? Well, child abuse happens in a family system. And so it's okay. important to stop the cycle of child abuse to work with that whole family. Um, and again, we, we look at a continuum. We have, you know, many of the cases we work with have somebody who, who can stay in the home and protect that child. They just mm -hmm. may, might need some help in doing that. Um, it may be an issue related to their access to resources, such as medical care or um, uh say clothing, things like that. We have social workers that will help that family, you know, develop those resources and, and be able to protect their own kids. The last thing we want to do is take a child out of a, out of a family setting mm -hmm. if they don't need to be, because that's traumatic in itself. But if we go down the, you know, down, down that uh, continuum we're talking about, there may be a case where that child is being sexually assaulted within their home. Mm -hmm. And in that case, that, that alleged perpetrator needs to leave that home. Absolutely. And then we're going to work with the what we call the non-offending family member, who hopefully is supportive of that child, and the family system to heal, but then also to develop the skills in the future to um, hopefully you know take back control of their life. So, so is there is there a way to to participate? either financially or providing medical supplies or providing, I don't know, toilet paper. Like, like, how do we, like, how do we, how do we help? Because at the end of the day, like I, I can sit here and I can go, great. I support this. Right. Sure. But, but if, what actions behind that? <laughs> high five, high five, high five. Lindsay. There you go. Right. Yeah. Because a lot of people will speak words. I'm not here to speak words. And you, anyone who knows me knows I'm not here to speak words. Right. If, if you say, Hey, I want to help a little bit. Great. How can people help? And maybe, maybe, maybe because they're not familiar with this and they're not ready to give you guys just money. Mm -hmm. Okay. But how else can they help support you guys? Yeah, there's a whole host of ways that you can help. One of the things that Dan referred to in terms of um, like concrete needs children have, we have a rainbow room that's stocked with all new items, shoes, socks, underwear, clothing, school supplies, baby items, that kind of thing. So you can do a collection. I mean, so we often have corporations or civic groups that collect items for mm -hmm. our rainbow room. Or go online to our website, and there's an Amazon wish list. You can purchase items that will be shipped to our Rainbow Room. Um, we also have two special projects every year. We have a back-to-school fair and a holiday project. And so you can get involved in collecting school supplies. You can get involved in helping children at the holidays. So we have needs all year long, though, and the Rainbow Room is how we meet one, those. One of my favorites is a Sunday school class one did, uh, once did Undie Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> where they collected, they collected underwear. And people don't think, hey, why would I, you know, kids need underwear, they too. Do. They do. And they so do. They, they mm -hmm. had a day where they collected underwear for us, which was awesome. Yeah. So, That's right. So you, you mentioned Amazon. Uh -huh. um, are you guys a non-for-profit? We are a non-profit. Have you guys signed up for Amazon Smile? Yes, yes we are. Mm -hmm. So, so there. So you pick, choose us as your charity for Amazon Smile. Okay, I want that link. Okay. Well, I, I want the link to be able to do that, and I want to make sure we share that with the audience because that is a very, it's a, it's an intentional, passive way. Mm -hmm. Of, of providing resources for y'all. Absolutely. And I love that. Like, because 
and I love what you said about the underwear. Like yeah. people think, oh, they need toys. Right. People think they need no. backpacks. No, they need necessities. That's right. Like, toothbrushes. Yeah. Toothbrushes. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. super necessities. Mm-hmm. Like things that we think. <sighs> you think every child has them. Yes. No, thank you. Thank you. you t- read my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> High five you. <laughs> High five. <laughs> so. How did you, and I'll, I'll let you each take a turn on this. How did you get either interested in this or how did you guys get involved in this? Or, or was this like a, please share. Yeah, I'll go first. I guess. Um, I have a master's degree in social work. I got my degree when I was 24 years old. I had said all the way through um, undergraduate and graduate school, I would do anything but work in the field of child abuse. It was the one thing I was not going to do. But the reality of the workforce hit me. I looked for a job for five months. Nobody would hire me because I was 24 and I had no life experience and no work, professional work experience. And so I ended up going to work for Child Protective Services. And I ended up, I thought, I'll go there, I'll work a couple years, and then I can move on and do something else I want to do. And I ended up staying there for 14 years. Um, And what happened to me, I think, is that I fell in love with the power of the work. And I don't mean the power of the state. I mean the power of knowing that you were making a difference in a child's life every Mm. single day. And, And then it's become my life's work. All of my work since then has been in this field. Wow. Follow that up. <laughs> well, well, you know, it, it, it's kind of a similar it's, story. It's a very similar story, but okay. I was, I finished my bachelor's degree in social work and, um, my, uh, professor at the time said, Hey, you've got to do child welfare work to start your career. And at the time I started grad school. So I was going to grad school at the time. I decided I'll go to work for child protective services. And my first supervisor, 30, <laughs> Four or five years ago was, was Lynn McLean. Oh my God. So, so we've gone it. we've gone full circle uh, and met again uh, in our career. So but she was my. I so was, we were together. Then yeah. he, we both went our separate ways. Yeah, he so left the state, and then we got back, back together, together at the, at the advocacy children. center. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I was 23 years old, and um, at the time, and I worked for Lynn. I was going to graduate school at the time. I worked for Child Protective Service about three and a half years, and then um, had a. Uh, private counseling practice in Dallas for about 10 years and before I went to the uh, Children's Advocacy Center. So between the two of you, you, you guys have gone really full circle on this. And now, now you have enough life experience mm-hmm. and, and industry experience. Now you can lead yes. this, this center. That's great because, and here's, here's, here's why I make such a big deal about this. Sometimes you, you hear about these non-for-profits and you're like, well, who's leading the non-for-profit? And, and you, you find out who it is and you're like, that person has no industry experience. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how did they get in that position? I don't know, but I'm not willing to give my resources, my time, my time, talent, my, as, as Pastor Keith would say, any of my time, talent, or treasure into that because I don't believe in the leadership. But here, I'm hearing strong leadership. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing people who are industry lifelong industry individuals. So I like that. I like that a lot. In this show, we talk about leadership a lot. We talk about leadership within the household. We talk about leadership within business. We talk about leadership within whatever religious demographic that you choose to practice your religion in. Okay. But there was, there was one thing here that I think every parent needs to be aware of. And it's number two, it's how to keep your kids safe online. And it's the reason why I bring this up is we were, we were leaving Starbucks yesterday and I'm watching this mom and son walk across the intersection 
into the Starbucks and they both have their hands, they both have their heads in their devices, the kid and the mom, and they're not paying attention to anything else. And, and I'm not saying like one that's from a prior military individual, like that is situational awareness zero. <laughs> okay. You never do that, but that's not what you guys are going to talk about. Mm-hmm. You guys want to talk about how to keep your kids safe online. So can you guys a little bit elaborate what can parents do to, to mm-hmm. help with that? Well, I mean, the reality of, of our life right now is, is, you know, we used to, we used to talk about when I was younger, you know, be careful at the park, there's strangers at the park. Well, our kids are at the park 12 hours a day. It seems like now on their devices, on their gaming systems, on their computers, it's a very dangerous place. And I I don't think people realize that, um, the predators have found that it's much more efficient if you want to call it that to be online and to have different identities, to have different platforms to try and access kids. And um, they're doing it. We saw, especially during the pandemic, mm-hmm. we saw our cyber tips went up 151%. What, um, pause. Yeah. What is cyber tips? Cyber tip is, is basically a public or a, um, a um, company such as Facebook or, you know, one of the, maybe something that kids might have a gaming system, things like that, that have given a tip that they're concerned of some type of uh, uh, online basically solicitation. online solicitations yeah. happening, some grooming behavior might be happening online of children. And so they'll make it, they'll make that cyber tip and that's transferred kind of the jurisdiction where that child may live. And there are specialized detectives that only work, uh, those types of cases. And those went up 151%. Wow. Um, and that's the ones we know about. Um, unfortunately kids are pretty secret about their online, uh, activities Mm -hmm. with their kids. So, you know, what we know about, I always times that by about 10, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. and that's probably what's the reality of what's going on. Um, I think it's grown faster, uh, probably than parenting. Uh, my, my, my two sons, unfortunately, um, have me for a dad and, and me in this business. Um, so, <laughs> so, I mean, so, you mean so fortunately, the, yeah, yeah so they, fortunately, they'll say, they'll say, unfortunately, but they're 20, they're 27 and, and 23 now. But, um, you know, the, the rule in our house and which I suggest to parents all the time is their devices had to be where we see them. Um, at all mm. times, they they weren't allowed to have their devices in the room when they were younger. They weren't. They had to have it in our living room, um, where we could see it. Um, you know, one one of the things that in, in in the counseling that I've done through the years that I'm I'm amazed at is uh, parents would say, "But it's their phone. It's their computer." Oh, and, no, and, it's and, not. And, and and you'd be Mm-mm. surprised. I had the the uh, discussion many times. But who bought it? It's yours. So you have the right, and you have the right to have some rules. And I would suggest that before a child gets any device, whether it's a phone, computer, a gaming system, that you develop some rules. And, mm-hmm. and some families go as far as writing those rules down. Yeah. As um, they which, should. Which I think is, is a fantastic thing, kind of a contract. Uh, but just realizing that you as a parent are in control of that. You need to know what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, need to know how to ac- um, access it. Know the passwords, simple thing like that. Um, used to drive my sons nuts, but I'd have to have their passwords to every uh, every platform that they were on. And I would look. Um, I, you know, knowing who their friends are and who they're talking with online is very important too. Predators online are 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 all over the place, and they're they're out there. They're posing as kids. They're posing as people who care. Um, they're trying to get access to kids. So as a parent, what are some things that I can look for in my kids' devices or looking at my kids' friend friends um, that would be like a red flag or even like a yellow flag of like, mm, we need to monitor this one sure. continually? Well, before that, just having a conversation with mm-hmm. your kids that not all everybody online is who they say they are. And 
uh, having a discussion about not giving personal information online about where you live or your school, uh, things like that that can identify you or identify your location. But then looking online of, of are they asking them to do something strange? Are they asking to meet them? Are they asking them for pictures? Are they, you know, what kind of things? Is it somebody that child knows? Where does this person live? Is it someone from their school or is it somebody who says they're from Chicago or whatever? Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of red flags. If it feels icky is kind of what I say, mm -hmm. then it probably is. And so looking at that and, and understanding what, what's going on there. Is it, does it feel like a peer relationship or does it feel like they're trying to get something? Mm. And trust good. your gut on that. Yeah, too. that's always. I, as always. a parent, I think that's the bottom line for me always. and my wife. It's trust your gut, and if it if it seems you know kind of gray, then it probably is. And your kids may get upset with you, but there's a, a gajillion other friends they can make online too, <laughs> other than that one person. Well, and and let's let, let's go down this road real quick, okay? You're your kid's parent. You are not their friend. You you are you are legally. And apparently responsible for them. You're not their friend. You will sit down with your kids. You will write out these rules. You will set that expectation. And hear me on this, people. You will lead your family. You are not their friend. At some point in time when they're in their 20s, you could become their friends. Okay, but understand, understand. I'm, I'm actually to lower my volume because I'm understanding. I'm, I'm like cracking you, the. You're a little loud. Yeah, I'm yeah. a little loud. He's Sorry, let me pull my volume down. Getting a little aggressive, y'all. <laughs> okay, Just back this up is from your monitor this is, for a second. <clears throat> I got it. I got it. Thank you. <laughs> this is a failure of leadership. You as the parents, you as the husband, you as the wife, or if you're not married, you as a single parent. This is a failure of your leadership. If you allow this to happen in your household, you should be held just as responsible. Okay, especially now. Here we go. If you're unconsciously incompetent, if you don't know what you don't know, I get it. But now you know. You have no excuse now. You have resources. You have people. You, you can ask them, okay? There are resources online you can look at. Now, here we go. You all you, you, know the direction I'm going to go on this. You need to set the expectation with your kids. You need to tell them you're doing this in love. You're doing this out of honor. You're doing this because you're leading your family. If you're leading your family and you're able to do this out of love, you're not going to get that same pushback. We get a little bit of pushback. Absolutely. They're going to be kids. They're going to be teenagers. I get it. But you are the parent. It is not your device's responsibility to raise your kids. It is yours. One, two, let's go down this direction. I love that idea. Parents. The devices stay in public. Mm, okay. Like idea. When, when, when devices go into, into private, that's when you've started to lose control. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not telling you you don't know. I'm telling you you need to be a leader in your household. Stop it. Just stop that. Okay. And the reason why you're hearing me on this is I'm a dad of three daughters. I'll tell you right now. Their devices are never allowed to go with them unto themselves. That device is always in the living room. Why? Because I know this. You're living in a bubble right now. If you don't think this is real, you're living in a bubble right now. And your bubble just got burst. Okay? So, so I love that. Setting the expectation. All passwords are public. Your parents have your passwords. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I love that. Okay? And then, and then the, the be, be, keeping, keeping it in public. Yeah. And then educating yourself as a parent. I can kind of work off of what you're saying. There's a lot of resources. Technology is going really fast right now. Super fast. And there are new apps every single day that target kids. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to take a little work. 
But getting mm-hmm. online and learning, there's a lot of information out there about it, and, 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 and to be able to access that information is pretty simple. But to stay up on that, what kind of apps are on your kid's device? Uh, learn about that. Um, under, understand what those apps do. What are the limitations of those? Mm-hmm. Um, there are parental control um, apps out there. Um, they don't work as well as just a parent doing their job mm-hmm. um, because, you know, unfortunately for every parent control uh, program that's out there, there are uh, evil people that are creating ways to get around those. And and so, you know, just as fast as they're made, uh, there's people who are Absolutely. working on to get around those. So the easiest easiest way um, is to, you know, do your best in your home to, to protect your child. Um, and it's difficult. It is hard, and there's a lot of peer pressure on this, and not everybody has the view of, of this. And, and, and so you're going to get some resistance. But as you said, that's kind of part of being a parent sometimes. You get resistance, and, and that's how kids learn. You are <laughs> – Matt, thank you for joining us this morning, brother. When you decide to be a parent, you're picking hard mode, just making that perfectly clear. Like, being a parent is not easy mode, okay? Being single is easy mode, all right? Being a parent is hard mode. Being, being a parent is you having to discipline your kids when you really don't want to. Being a parent is having to make sure that you have their devices under control even though they give you some pushback, okay? You need to be a parent. You need to be a leader. Um. They're if I can work off that for go a second, ahead, please. The danger is real. And I, I, I want to mm-hmm. go. It's real. There mm-hmm. are there are predators out there. Again, they have learned that this is the easiest way to, to access kids now. And so they're out there. The danger is real. I think there's some, you know, folks, we want to go in denial, kind of like does child abuse right. you know, really exist here in Collin yes. County? <clears throat> absolutely. Are predators online? Absolutely. They're online. And it is a dangerous place. We'd never let our children walk by themselves through a crowded park. We'd be no, watching would them at all times. Yes, um, I do. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a dangerous place, and that's the reality of, of the online world right now is these predators are there, and they can be lazy about it, if you want to call it that. They can have a few computers or devices working, and they're on 15, 20, 30 apps, uh, you know, identifying as different people on each one of them just fishing. And, that's it. And, that's and, right. and that's what they do, and it's a scary, scary place, and that's the reality of online safety right now. It is. It absolutely is. And Matt, that, that, that is a great point. So I'm actually, I'm going to pick on Google users real quick. Um, if you have an Android phone, I, I have a friend that has an Android phone and he, his data, his data was spiking all of a sudden. And uh, because Google is an open source code, it's easier to crack. It's easier to hack uh, where Apple is a closed source code, which is why there's, it's a bit more stringent. Okay. Oh, Matt, man, Matt, Matt, you just dropping, you dropping gold in the comments today, brother. You just dropping gold. Um, but, but he, his data was spiky. He didn't know why. Well, someone had hacked his phone and downloaded an app and was using his, his using his phone to broadcast this kind of stuff to kids. Holy cow! Wow. And because it's an open source, it went. It was it was an app. It was running in the background. He didn't even know it. He was like, man, all of a sudden I'm getting my my cell phone bills like jumped like double because I'm I'm using all this data. I'm not using this data. Where's it coming from? And he handed me his phone. I'm, I go into the settings and I go back and I go look at the data. I'm like, what's this app? And he's like, I never downloaded that. I'm like, bro, this app has down has used like eight gigabytes this last month. And we we googled the app and it's known as a it be it becomes a um almost like a if you guys can think of the word, it, it's like a remote. Yeah. Like it's a remote. It's broadcasting, but it's going through his phone to get to the end user, wow. the person who's using his phone. 
Um, if someone in the comments can help me, like please. an antenna. Like no, no, like 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 the the end user is a bad guy. He's right. using it's a proxy. He's yeah. using the phone as a proxy yeah. so they can't find the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then it all goes back to him. And then it, it looks like he's the one yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. And we deleted it very quickly. And he's like, "Well, does it mean I'm, I'm like an, on an FBI watch list or something now?" I said, "Honestly, bro, I don't want to know what was sent through your phone. Right. I don't want to know." So here we go, right? That's not even kids. That's adults. Okay? You need to be aware. If you have... Now I don't know where my device... Oh, my device is the camera. (laughs) (laughs) If you have a device... Yes, thank you, Matt. Matt Matt beat me to the punch on the word proxy. I appreciate that. Um, You need to be aware of this. Like, you as an adult... And if you notice, even on the Mm -hmm. iPhone, it says, do you want to delete an app? And then it will say, oh, do you just want to remove it from the home screen? Well, you have to remember, every app that you have on your phone is tracking you. They're downloading data. They are data mining you, whether you like it or not. That's the world we live in. Now, the new thing is this augmented reality, now virtual reality. And there's already, like, the predators have gone full scale on this already. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm already watching data feeds come in, and it's like... I don't, I don't know if I even want to go into the virtual reality space right now because there's no, there's no safety guards. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. There's nothing to identify these individuals. They can create these characters. They can interact. They have voiceovers. If you watch the movie uh, – have you guys watched the movie Free Guy? No. No? Okay, so in the movie Free Guy, they have the avatar, right? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the, the, second, the second protagonist is like, oh, are you using a, a, voice, a voiceover? Yeah. Right. To make you sound Australian or American or whatever. Like these tools exist. Mm-hmm. And, and, and these predators online are exploiting those curiosities of kids mm-hmm. and they're exploiting those vulnerabilities that they have, especially in, in like those those environments. They're mm-hmm. accessing kids who might not have, you know, a, a big support system. Um, they may not have uh, a lot of friends or they may be socially awkward. And online is where they thrive. Right. And, and predators will then mm-hmm. exploit that. And mm-hmm. become their friend, become somebody else. Um, say, I want to visit with you. I want to see you. Send me pictures. Kind of things we were talking about before. All those those red flags of taking it to the next level. Predators do what we call grooming, and mm-hmm. grooming is a process of of just lowering the inhibitions or lowering the boundaries of kids. Building trust. Exactly. exactly. So, so little, so little, little by little, they're exactly. breaking down those walls and building this false trust right. that's, that's there. And um, their ultimate goal is meeting that child um, and using their power as an adult, because they're still, we're talking about an adult here, um, using their power to manipulate that situation and have access to that children and do um, horrible things. So it, my daughter, so I, I'm real big on respect and honor in my household. Mm-hmm. And we were over at the community pool once, and this adult asked my daughter to come to her. And I'm, I'm standing as far as I am from you. So I'm okay with it, right? But then immediately the red flag goes up was, what if this was another adult? So I actually had to start telling my daughter, like, listen, you don't have to listen to adults. Mm-hmm. You don't. Like, you have to listen to daddy. You have to listen to mommy. But you don't have to listen to adults you don't know. It's okay mm-hmm. to tell them no. Stranger danger. Like, you can yell at the top of your lungs. You will never get in trouble for that, okay? If I come running up, you know daddy's going to protect you. Okay. Now here we go. Listen to what listen to what Dan just said. Okay, you as the parent need to become that positive voice in the household because if you're not that positive voice in the household, someone else is going to replace it, mm-hmm. and you don't know who that other person is. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is a big deal. I'm not saying be your kid's friend. I'm saying be your kid's leader. 
Be your kid's parent, okay? Be that voice, be that safe space for your child because if you're not, someone else is trying to be. And here we go. Are you ready for this? And I don't even know if, oh man, hopefully you have some. I, after, let's say that this child starts to trust this fake individual and then something happens. You have now completely ruined the trust of a, the trust of a child. I don't even want to know whatever religion you are. I don't want to know what the what the bad juju is on doing that. Like that is the, that, that that that's into like a whole other thing. But think about this: like if you're not the leader and someone else gains that kid's trust, and then that trust is destroyed, mm-hmm. how does that psychologically affect that kid for the rest of their life? Well, Number one, what, what abuse Enter does... Enter in Children's Advocacy yeah, Center. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly <laughs> why we're here. Why we're here. And that's, that's exactly right. it. And, and, you know, what, what abuse does is it takes power, you know, power away from kids. Mm-hmm. It, it takes it the does. power away from kids. And with that power is their sense of safety, their, their sense of self. They can heal, though. And that's mm-hmm. in our mission statement is healing. Um, and, you know, with, with the appropriate intervention, kids can heal. They can get their power back. Abuse may be part of their life, but it doesn't have to control their life. Mm. And that's, it doesn't that's have our, to define them. Yeah, it, that's our goal is to, you know, help them and help their family heal also mm-hmm. and make sure it doesn't happen again. The other piece of that is justice is in our, in our right. um, uh, mission <laughs> statement, too. So people who are kids need to have consequences for that. And um, our law enforcement partners, our district attorney partners, uh, make sure that those people are held accountable um, and in Collin County, we take it very seriously. Very seriously. Yeah, last year we had a, a this multidisciplinary team had a 93% conviction rate of those who harm children. That is, man, okay. I could go off of like 15 tangents right now, but we're <laughs> yeah. already at 41 minutes and we were, we're going to have to shut this program down today. And, and But here we go, here we go, right? Uh, do I have your permission to put your website into the comments? Absolutely. Of course. Okay. Uh, do I have your permission to put the Amazon smiles into the comments? Okay, great. Sure. And, um, and there's a lot of great information on our website. I'd really encourage people to, to get on there, check out. There's there's a lot of information, a lot of education. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also access to our education programs that, that we do here in Collin County that will, you know, we can come to a school, we can come to your PTA meeting, mm-hmm. your, your, your business, and mm-hmm. talk about, we have a whole training about keeping kids safe online. We have trainings about recognizing and reporting abuse. We have uh, trainings for kids about responsible uh, internet use. So we've got lots of opportunities. Part of, you know, we want to make sure that we get ahead of things too, mm-hmm. not just respond. We want to be proactive. So right? Love that. Thank, thank you for ending. We were going to end on that note. That was so good. So well done. Nice. Thank you guys for joining us this morning. Hey, it is Tuesday, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday. What does that mean? Hold on, let me do this real quick. That means where are you on your big three? Okay, make sure that you are getting number number one done today because tomorrow's Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's Wednesday. It is Wednesday tomorrow. Yes. Okay. Today's, today's not Wednesday. Yes. Oh, man, I'm losing my days here, Yesterday right? Yesterday was Monday. Very good, Nick. <laughs> it's one of those things where, you know, you just, you just, oh, you never man. know. You never know because it's, Nick, it's Nick loses track of time. Yes. It is. You need more coffee. It's, I need more coffee. <laughs> I do need I more coffee. the coffee. That's, you think it is the coffee? <laughs> So th- th- thank you guys for joining us. The audience, where are you on your big three? Make sure you're getting number two done today. Why? You know why. I'm going to tell you to take a half a day on Friday. You know I'm going to tell you to take it. And I'm going to tell you to tell your boss to blame me for you taking a half a day on Friday. Why? Here we go, right? If, you, if you've learned nothing, nothing, if you want to take one takeaway from this, you need to be investing time in your kids. 
<clears throat> you need to be investing your time, your resources, your time, talent, treasure into your kids. Okay. So take this Friday, maybe take a half a day off, pull your kids, like pick them up from school. If you don't normally pick them up from school and take them on a kid date and just let them talk. Okay. Hear me on this people. Let them talk. Don't answer over them. Don't speak over them. Let them talk. Actually do with the five whys. Actually ask them questions. Get them to start trusting you because if they're not trusting you, someone else will find a way to take their trust. Okay? So we love you guys. You guys know that. You guys know we love you. You guys, yes, you don't, we do. If you don't know we love you, you know we love you. So make sure you guys are in the comments on Facebook and YouTube. If you're hearing this on our podcast, come join us on Facebook and YouTube. And that's how that's how we get the interactions with you. We're going to I would like to have you guys back. Absolutely. Sure. So, because this was very beneficial. I learned a lot. Um, and we're going to drop those, those, oh, wow. Well done, Lindsay. Did you drop that comment already I sure in there? Did. Goodness yes, crazy. Like a ninja girlfriend, <laughs> like a ninja. So we love you guys. You guys have a great day. Make sure that you rise up and crush it. Bye, Bye y'all. <laughs>